Hello and welcome everybody to the world's greatest podcast and a Christmas special of That's the Way the Cookie Crumbles. Hey, joy to the world. The podcast is back. We had a week off. That's the song. That's it. It's finished. <laughs> yeah. Short and sweet. <laughs> Very short and sweet. But we all went to Hale Leisure and Spa Club, chilled out for a week, got a few pedicures, a few Swedish massages. And now we're back. We're recharged, are we, lads? Yeah, we are, yeah. Hot stone massage, I had. Uh, Jim had a John Stone's massage. I don't know what that entails, but that's what he told me he had, so no comment Sheffield on that one. special. Oh, allegedly. We all love a Sheffield oh. special. <laughs> Search for that on uh, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> so, this Premier League weekend kicked off in style with a half 12 kickoff on Saturday. It was Crystal Palace nil, Liverpool 7. Liverpool... In seventh heaven, scoring three in the first half and four in the second half, it was the first game where Mane, Firmino and Salah have all scored and assisted. Just pretty surprising considering you know, how good they've been for the last few years. Um, I have heard, though, from a Liverpool fan that the first half was rather equal despite it being 3-0. It was pretty uh, clinical of Liverpool, uh, Cook. What have you got to say on that? Do you think that there's something in that or do you think he's just being modest? Nah, I think... Potentially chatting a bit of shit. Sorry, but I would I would say Minamino, obviously a player close to my heart for football manager purposes at RB Salzburg. He opened the scoring. Good to see him start. Obviously in a stacked front three. It's going to be hard for him to break in, but I do like him, and I will say keep your eye out for him because he's going to be no slouch. He's rapid, but best player on the pitch here was Firmino. I, I think your your boy or girl, Stan, that they're referring to is at, at one nil. Uh, Zaha was on for a like a cutback, and Ayu fucked it up, and they really should have scored, shouldn't they, Jim, for that one? Yeah, I'd say the first half actually was probably Liverpool's best best half because the second half was a bit of a canter, and Palace didn't really play as well as they did in the opening forty five. But it was, it, to be fair, I think it was equal. It was three shots each um, on target in the first half, but Liverpool's all went in, and it was just clinical, uh, and that was probably what was most impressive about in this game because. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they aren't no slouches, Palace, are they, really? No, no. they're not. I mean, they, they got a point off Spurs, although um, I'm sure we'll go into that later when we speak about Spurs. I think if Spurs really wanted the three, they could have gone to Selhurst and got them. But this is Liverpool's first away win in five. They have struggled away from home so far this season. Home form is as strong as ever, obviously. Cook, was this uh, Liverpool's best performance of the season? And is it turning a corner for them in terms of, you know, matching the levels that they set from last season? Yeah, I mean, it'd be very harsh for me to say no, that it's not the best performance, given the fact they scored seven. I believe it's a new club record away from home. But I'd definitely say it's clinical. I'd definitely say it's Liverpool's most clinical performance of the season, given the fact they had eight shots on target and seven went in. So that just shows the ruthlessness of that performance. Like he alluded to earlier, for me, you know, was outstanding in this game. Back to the Gucci ball that we know he is. I know he's links up and... You can say whatever you want about him, but he's back to scoring goals, which is good to see. Salah comes on for Mane. He was a bit pissed off that he got took off. He bags two inside three minutes. And Liverpool just just flexing, really, given all these injuries. 7-0 away from home. So definitely just back into that groove. Not They're not fucking about. No. Yeah, I think that's probably been the best week of the season after the big Spurs win in the midweek. Um, for me, it was a late winner. And then... Now the what? I think like five clearer Spurs. Spurs at that point. Well, they're two clear United now, but 
Um, yeah, I think there's a real chance of Liverpool actually making a bigger gap than a lot. What a lot of people would have thought would have happened this season because it has been close so far, and they've had their um, they've had the slippy slope when Van Dijk got injured and Allison missed a few games, and they dropped a few points, like Stan said before, only the first away winning five was it. Um, but yeah, I think there's a real. I think that Liverpool are a league above everyone else in the league at the minute. And that was the best performance this season. Yeah, 100%. I would agree with that, especially with them winning the the, uh, the league you know, with such a gap last season. They're definitely the team to beat uh, before the league started and they definitely are now, obviously. Going to be top on Christmas Day, Cook. So that's uh, it's, it tends to be a good omen for, for a lot of teams. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely. I didn't see the game, I'll be honest, but... Uh, like Cook said, if you're winning 7-0, it's got to be some performance, despite, you know, uh, maybe some people saying that it was slightly flattering and the second half Palace gave up. But, you know, inc- incredible. they've just got an incredible side, haven't they? I mean, like Jim said, even with Van Dijk being out, um, they're, just, yeah, they're just by far and away the, the best team in the league and they will be up there, if not, you know, first by the end of the season, uh, undoubtedly. Mm. But... Sticking with someone who's, well, the st- the sneaking, aren't they, Stan? Man United. It was a red rose versus white rose this weekend. It was, it was a battle, battle of the roses. First one in <laughs> nearly 17 years. Stone um, roses. Yeah, man. First first one, first league game in nearly 17 years between United and Leeds. And, um, well, it was worth the wait if you're a United fan anyway, probably. Drop like a lead balloon if you're a Leeds fan, but I have seen a few funny watch-along videos from from those men, especially when uh, the Tartan Torre scored two in th- the first three minutes, um, which is it's just a record cut. I know you like Scott McTominay plays at centre back for for Scotland, and uh, you know it was a jack of all trades this weekend. Absolute monstrous performance. Uh, didn't really put a foot wrong. Two goals, like I say, and uh, one assist for for Dan James. But I thought we got our tactics spot on. Leeds tried to match us man for man. Um, which I thought was very risky, uh, and they were out for, and they were out for. In the end, um, you know, Bob on it says it says it all when Yorkshire Perlo, who I do rate very highly, was absolutely ramragged by Bruno. We couldn't get close to him, and he was hooked at half time. And he is their orchestrator, so when Bielsa's, you know, making decisions like that, it just highlights how much of a gulf there were between the two teams. It was four one at half time, uh, and I thought United were well worth it. But on another day. It really could have been about 11-4. It was, uh, I think, I believe it's the highest XG so far this season. I think it's the most shots on target from uh, from two teams anyway for a very long uh, while. But, um, it was the most XG since um, David De Gea had that mad performance against Arsenal, Arsenal. in 2017. Yeah, he made like 11 saves, didn't he? But no, United were absolutely bob on. I mean, I thought, I don't know what you two think, but this for me, this Bielsa loving is... is bordering on embarrassing and slightly mm. painful for me really <clears throat> listening mm. to all the shit I didn't think it was admirable and I don't actually think it was naivety either because he said before the game yeah United are really strong at counter-attacking uh, we know how we should play but we're not going to play like that and then they were you know 4-0 down half an hour into the game and that for me is is you know like it's not naive definitely not admirable for me it's bordering on the suicidal because if you set up like that against this United side um, what I mean we've shown time and time again will hurt you with Leipzig did the same thing and, and it was a bit flattering the result but we ended up beating 5-0 and if you leave this side space we, we will hurt you um, and I just don't feel that any other manager could get beat 6-2 and just be called admirable I don't know is there any other manager in football that could have 
lost six in, in such a derby game as well. I mean, Guardiola got stick last week for not coming out in the second half, Jim. Um, maybe he was right not to give United space and go with two defensive midfielders. I mean, if Guardiola had gone, nah, nah, be back ourselves and got beat 6-2, do you think they'd be going, ah, it's admirable that he played like that? Because I don't. Um, <laughs> no, but I will stick up for Bielsa in this one. Um, just because, like, saying Leeds are such different quality of teams, so it's not even comparable, I think. But I think what Leeds have shown there is when you give a player like Bruno Fernandes that much space, that's how good he is. Um, he just was in acres watching his highlights and watching the bits of the game. He was there wasn't even anyone near him, and just just that's how good he is. And good players will punish you. But I will say for Bielsa's league, I haven't even seen that much loving really, other than what is just Neville and Tyler it, going on about it. It's, it's less of a, a loving; it's more of a lack of criticism. Is is more? Yeah, I, I get that. But I mean, he has got a few criticisms. To be fair, a lot of Leeds fans saying the one he starts and sent on like <laughs> obviously the, the, the Talksport ones, okay. and then a, a few people saying like should he change his style, but. I don't see this kind of outrage when Burnley lose 5-0 every single time they go to the Etihad and Dice plays his tactics and I don't see this outrage when I don't know like Stoke got bad against City 7-2 I can't remember anything like this um, just Leeds play that way uh, but the the quality mm. of the difference in teams the, the United attack was what worth 150 million and then they had Rashford in who's worth probably 100 million himself in today's market Leeds' back four cost 2.5 million yeah. yeah, I mean, we have Martial and Fernandez, so it's about 100, well, 100 and odd million with Dan James in there. Yeah, they have, they have just come up from the championship, and yeah, Gary never was on about saying, like, how, how you play it. I, I do think it is admirable, admirable, and it's exciting, and there's never been a te- there's not been many teams like this. I think I think mm. it's silly. I do. In a, in a game that's so big, not happened for 17 years, to know that United are so strong counter attacking, and then to go there and be 4 0 down half an hour in and not to change it. And yeah, getting six Like you say, a, the Leeds fans won't like it because United are Leeds, you know, biggest game. Of, of, no, yeah, I, I agree with that. But I mean, it, it was a bit of a freak result when I mean Scott McTominay got two goals in three minutes. That's just not going to happen again. Yeah, I know. But even even without that, I mean, United had fourteen shots on target, which is the sec- joint most we've had. And like you say, the XG yeah. was mad. So even without those two goals, the amount of chances that United yeah. had, Leeds, Leeds had chances as well. Uh, on another day, if you know Martial missed two sitters off the top of my head that could have easily been goals, almost one on one. Rafinha had a chance that dropped on the post. Um, is it uh, Harrison had a chance that came yeah, to him at the yeah. back post and he passed wide? It was, you know, even without McTominay. That, that's, that's how Leeds play. That I guess I'm just looking mm. at the bigger picture and I'm looking at the big games Leeds have been in. They went to Anfield first game of the season. That was very impressive. Them. I've not seen a team out press Liverpool. They came to Liverpool when they played City. He dominated us for that second 45 and he played this, the exact same way as he played against United and yeah. I just think it's one of them performances and we kind of knew with the way Leeds plays that one week they're going to score five and win like they did against Newcastle mm. midweek and then the next week they're going to concede even more and lose. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I think with better players, I think if, if Leeds had a top six calibre squad and did that against you, I'd be thinking it very different. But that yeah. it isn't a good squad, talent-wise. I just think personally, if, if a manager, I mean, I don't know what you think, Cook, but if, if Lampard came out and said, well, we know the class at this, but we're not going to do it, and then you get beat 6-2, what are you thinking? Um, I d- well, <laughs> I don't even know about that, but I just think that Bielsa, he can he, he knows that the, the league 
down there is a shit standard. He knows they're probably too good to go down, so they can afford to play like that. And it's like it's a toss of the coin performance, 50-50 chance what you're going to get. Like They beat Newcastle 5-2, but then they'll go and get beat 4-1 away at Palace. They'll go and beat uh, Villa away 3-0, but they'll lose... 4-1 at home to Leicester. Like, it is literally a toss of the coin with Leicester. And I think Bielsa's arse is probably licked far too much for what he's he's done. Yeah, he's got Leeds up it back into the Prem where they should be, big club like Leeds. But that doesn't that mean... That squad shouldn't have came up, though. The one that he took over. It was a bad no, squad. And he's, it was a bad he's squad, not really been improved. It was a bad squad, but he's deemed an elite coach. or and not, Maybe he not an elite a, coach, but he's, he's he deemed is. a very good coach. And... He he probably if he is that good a coach he probably should get Leeds back up because the squad he had was, wasn't bad like he obviously had Bamford Harrison he he has got good players at his disposal Calvin Phillips but yeah I probably think everyone licks his ass probably a bit too hard given the fact that the three points ahead of Arsenal and we're saying how shit they're doing yeah, yeah I, I'd love to I'd, I'd love to have seen that game um, against United with a Leeds squad that was. I don't know, I had a couple hundred million pumped into it. Well, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's not. And he played like that. So, yeah, but... The problems. I know, but... He, that's, that's, I, don't, I don't think we can use that as an excuse. Oh, well, you know, if he had two... No, but million. yeah, but you're comparing their saying to Cook if um, if Lampard was to do that. But Lampard yeah. has... Well, he's, he's a million squad at his disposal. If, if Chelsea had Bayern Munich in the quarterfinal and went, yeah, they're going to batter us, uh, we should really sit because we know how good they are, but... We only play one way and then they got beat 6-2. I'd be going, well, you fucking knew how they were going to play. Don't give me this shit. If Leeds, honestly, if Leeds had come to United yesterday and sat, we would have struggled to win because we do. But if you give us space like that, I mean, I said that it's easy going to have at least four goals in the game. At least. It just well, you're United. a team that thrives on it. You thrive on exactly. space. Exactly. That's what yeah, I mean. But, uh, okay. But a team like Leeds who thought as long as Bielsa's been there has never sat. And then they just go and sit at Old Trafford that one game. It just doesn't make well, sense. Exactly. I feel like I feel like Sam. I don't know about you, but it, it's potentially a bit of naivety. Ch- tweak your tactics. The same tactic isn't going to work every week. Sometimes you have to maybe go four two three one and, and abandon the four one four one. Put an extra man in that midfield, match United up, and then at least stay in the game and not make it a basketball match. Near enough, like every week. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's why he hasn't won a lot because he doesn't change to, you know, certain opposition and he, you know, thinks fuck it. And it's exciting. Yeah. I'm not arguing it's not exciting. But, um, yeah, I mean, United, yeah, like Jim said, we're sat third. Uh, best form in the league at the moment. I, would def- I wouldn't say we're in a title charge at all. With it being mm. 13 games into a season. But, you know, if you'd have offered me on Christmas Day, you know, at the start of the season to be third, and if we win our game in hand, we go two points off Liverpool... I think rival fans would have laughed, and I think United definitely would have got you know snapped your hand off for it. So no, nobody's accumulated more points in the league since we signed Bruno Fernandes, who is the best player in the league, and uh, we'll move on from that because there's no retort. Mm. Mm. Okay, so we've talked about Liverpool going for seven and United going for six, but Spurs they've only gone for one point in the last three games, and um, they've swiftly gone from top of the pack to fourth. And that is that is classic Spurs. If you ask me, I mean, I mentioned it a few weeks ago. A team like Spurs, whenever the pressure comes on, like Everton did earlier on the season, they'll just defeat themselves. Um, Cook should should fans be worried about? I don't know what what is happening with Spurs. Obviously, they got the, the tough break against Liverpool, but two bad results at Sellers Park and now at home to Leicester. Come on, Cook. We have the privilege of being in a, a good position here with being Mourinho. 
uh, boys. So I'll I'll never I'll never slag him off for being himself. That's one thing you'll find out about <laughs> me. You ne- you would never ask a leopard to change his spots. So don't ask Mourinho to not park the bus and play on the counter. It's worked too many times for him in high pressure mm-hmm. situations, and people can call it what they want. Like I said, I won't slag him off for being himself, but this is what happens when you sit back and when you do it against everyone else. And sometimes it'll work. Like like City took the bait against them. We didn't. We was a bit more uh, cautious. Uh, I think the game against you men, you can write it off because Marshall give him a little slap. So you can't really judge that one. But <laughs> in in this one, Leicester were so good. I mean, Vardy bagged a pen. Madison's goal was offside, but I don't want to waste time talking about how shit technology and offsides are. I feel like we've... It weren't were offside though, was it? No. It let's just, just talk about the touch and the finish instead, Jim. Yeah, it was a great goal. And it, you know, I have to talk about the Cooks. It's pissed me off because he's in my fantasy team. Okay, a little one then. <laughs> and yeah, one. I've won at a canter, but I want more. Good. Jim wants but to twist the knife when it's I in. will say that the current offside rule does need changing. And I think that goal on the weekend, the Madison that got cancelled, is probably the biggest like, example of how it favours defenders and not attackers because attackers are naturally going to lean when they run. And he was caught outside because he was leaning and running. And I'm not even sure if it's offside, to be honest, because I really like he's playing him on anyway. Well, that's what I um, thought. But I, I just don't get that at all because I, I, there's going to be so many goals like that where a clever reverse pass is going to be deemed offside now because a striker, that's what mm. they'll, they'll lean that way and a defender will lean the other way to run. So yeah, yeah. I think there should be something changed there. And I could yeah. see it changing, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, don't they already in the Eredivisie, don't they, don't they have daylight or something and they just agreed on what daylight was? It was a certain distance. All the clubs said, yeah, that's fine. You know, a metre or two metres, I don't know. Um, whatever. The distance they decided to go with. Um, and that's it. So maybe that's something if there's, you know, there's a certain gap. Or you could do it where as long as a part of your body that you can score with is onside. You know, there, yeah. there are certain ways around it. I think they definitely need to do something because even though it is black and white, and you know that you know it happens to everybody. There's no team that gets away with it um, yeah. more than the other. Um, fucking annoying. So yeah, I would say we won't waste loads of time on it. But maybe if he was just like the feet or something. But yeah, anyway, a bad week for Spurs and Stan. You did um, touch on it before the the way Jose managed his squad at Sellers Park uh, after going one 0 up. Do you think they will regret that a bit more now after the the two following losses? I think they will, yeah, because Palace weren't very good at all against Spurs in the first half. And if Spurs came out in the second half like Liverpool did, obviously it was 1-0 and not 3-0. They probably could have gone on to win that game, you know, 3-0, 4-0, you know, might have conceded, whatever. But in typical Jose fashion, me and Cook have seen it. They went 1-0 up away from home and, and, you know, Harry Kane is playing 30 yards away from his own goal. And if you do that for 40 minutes, you invite pressure. Sometimes you get away with it, like Cook's already said, and you're buzzing, thinking, oh, that's class, classic Mourinho. And then, you know, sometimes Lloris drops it and somebody follows yeah. it in and, and scores. And you're thinking, fuck's sake, if we just attacked for 45, you know, we wouldn't have dropped two points here. And um, think- again, yesterday, I mean, people, I spoke to Kyle and Kyle blamed Aurier for that, which is fine. Individual mistakes do happen. It's football. But... That was bad, though. You know, they dropped three points yesterday, but they dropped two points against Palace because of Jose. That wasn't yeah. a team decision to come out and play, you know, Harry Kane 30 yards from his own goal. That's a, you know, coaching decision, a management decision to go, right, sit on this if we can count a counter. I mean, there's a yeah. reason why when they went in at half-time leading, 
Uh, no, not leading. They went in at half time, leading against Arsenal and drawing against Chelsea. And in the second half of both those games, they got an XG of zero and zero shots on target. And there's a reason why United yesterday had 14 shots, which is as many as Spurs have had in December on target so far. So it's it's and that isn't individual errors. It's, it's Jose, and he's got you know Son and Kane who were playing absolutely ridiculously this season. Um, I think I honestly think it's a big statement, but Jose's tactics are just well outdated for modern football. Yeah. Just the, just the way teams are now. Because when Jose was thriving in, the, in his first Chelsea run, teams like Palace wouldn't cause Chelsea a threat really just because they're, they're just not good enough but now Palace have got serious talent I mean they can play any four players up there they are good and you can laugh at the names like Jordan Ayew has been good for 18 months uh, Zaha is a brilliant player and Benzake is back in again now lad yeah Eze who's come from um, QPR looks good too so you can't rest on you can't go up and then just rest because your team's so much better than the other ones like you used to at Chelsea yeah. and you can't have all your teams well, like you can anymore oh. I don't, I don't get him though because he seems to have gone more defensive because Cook was saying that first into Chelsea wasn't like that. He would kill games. He would win, yeah, the odd 1-0, but they would also... I mean, I remember, the, did you win like 5-0 at Bolton once or something like that? And, you know, you would have these games. He still holds a record for most goals scored in a, in a La Liga season with Madrid in 2012. Yeah, they battered us once. I remember that. Yeah, like, and then no, all of a sudden, that was nice. He's gone Chelsea the second time, won the league pretty much playing counter-attack with Fabregas and Matic, and then Fabregas twatting it over the top to Costa and Hazard. Yeah. And then he's gone, right, let's go even further. And his teams, they don't even look to kill games off. They used to. Well, like you so, said then, Stan, holds the record for Real Madrid. Obviously, did the treble with Inter. It... And but he, that was when he attacked teams. That wasn't when he was overly defensive. Like here in his first season at Chelsea, the league record for least goals conceded fifteen, but he still scored seventy-two. Arsenal scored eighty-seven, but just because they conceded fifteen, it's that balance. But oh, yeah. he's, he's, he held he held the, the points record in the league for fucking ages until City and Liverpool had the season. Yeah, Ninety-five, ninety-five like, points. I just don't really. He seems to have gone even more defensive. Like if it's one nil, I don't know. I don't know why. I know he goes on about post Madrid. About. Yeah, yeah, I think what I think what's potentially been happening this season is that Son and Kane have been outperforming like what what they should have been doing. They've just been so ridiculous at the start of the season that it's kind. He of, it might have it papered over a few cracks of Jose's tactical style because. He is literally playing, like you said, Kane on the halfway line and just relying on just him and Son. It's, it's literally just him and Son, just individual talent and getting them great goals. And that will stop or an injury, injury will happen and they're knackered because the system around it doesn't create chances. It's just players. It's one of that. I know I keep banging on about it, but me and Cook have seen it and it's different from when you're watching it. If, if you're winning like that, it's like, fucking hell, tactical masterclass, I'll take that, typical Jose. But if you play like that and you lose or drop points, it's so frustrating as a fan to watch that. And I mean, Harry, I mean... It was the Arsenal game, he won 2-0. Harry Kane had more touches in his own box than he did in Arsenal's box. And he won 2-0 at home in a derby. And that is Mourinho recently. I just, I just, it'll, it'll end in tears because like I say, when it, if you're playing like that and it's going wrong, the wheels come off like so quickly, so quickly. Yeah, It will because they'll go back to the, they'll go back to average Kane and so on and they'll, they'll just be taught to the normal standard. Like they've just been outperforming and playing so far above himself no player can do that over a season no matter how good they are and they'll get an injury that's what I mean so you can't rely on that to 
and I know Vian, he said, oh, they says he's not in a title race, but this season, what he could have been. Well, he could have yeah, been in that squad. You still might. You don't know. You can't write anything off. Yeah. Because it's been fucking mental for the first 13 games. And, you know, in two or three games, United could be seventh. He could be second. You don't, you don't know mm. what's going to happen because it's been so crazy. But... Yeah, it won't. I, I really don't think it'll be long until he's throwing people under the bus, and uh, you know, I, it's just typical Jose. We've seen it at United. Yeah. Uh, it, it happened at Chelsea, and I just think it'll happen again. I think his tactics, are, you know, they're out of date, and it'll it'll all end in tears. I think as well the the fact that Tottenham have got this. Well, end on belly hooked again at half time. That's that's not a good sign. The the savior Gareth Bale comes on, does absolutely fuck all. And I like Endombele, you know. Uh, I think he's a, he is a bit tricky and he, he he tries to be positive, but Mourinho's obviously not a fan because he's not a soldier. I can see why he likes Hoybier, but we'll soon see in this Christmas New Year period what they're made of and how thick the squad is because they'll be playing so often and they'll have to go away to just some shit hard team. So we'll see what Spurs are made of. Hello and welcome back to That's The Way The Cookie Crumbles. And yeah, it is a Christmas special today. Um, so yeah, I've done a Christmas quiz, just a short one. Two rounds, five questions each. Um, football related, obviously. So pause this, get your pen and paper or do it on your phone if you're not a scruff. Um, and yeah, should we go straight into it? Are you two ready? Have you got your yeah. pen and paper? Have you got your phone to write your answers down? What we'll do yes, is... Yes, Santa. I'll do the first round which is football-related questions, and the second round is like a year in review, kind of. So, uh, five questions on each. So we'll do the first, do the answers, do the second, do the answers. Uh, winner gets a pork pie. Ooh. So, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready at home? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I've, e- I've even got some ho-ho-hos. How? Oh, three. Tres. Well, uh, ho- Tres prostitutas. <laughs> three Sheffield specials right yes the one the Christmas truce which is thought to have included a football match between British and German forces in no man's land on Christmas day took place during which year of the first world war 1914 1915 1916 or 1917 great film 1917 you watched it cook no, no. mate is it one for my movie list do they play football on it on Christmas Day? They don't mm. actually, so I might rule that one out. Oh, that's one for you at home, <laughs> listeners. Well, Jim's just giving you a clue there. If it does get added to the movie list, it is in esteemed company with uh, Paul, Observe and Report, and oh, uh, and um, Gangs of New York as well. That's on the list, along with Scarface. So, well, <laughs> what a selection of films. Second question <laughs> on Boxing Day, nineteen sixty-three. How many goals were scored in the in the 10 first division oh, fixtures? That's that classic picture, isn't it? 38, 49, 54, or 66? Oh. It's a 10. That picture gets tweeted out like every single year. Oh, it does, it does. Well, you should have added them up, shouldn't you? And well, it's always on Premier League years. To, too many to count. So for the listeners, 10 first division fixtures, 38 no, not goals, on Premier League years. 49 goals, 54 <laughs> or 66 goals. There you go. Next question. Since the start of the Premier League, who is the only club to have avoided relegation after being bottom at Christmas? Mm. Sunderland, 
West Ham, West Brom, or Wolverhampton Wanderers? Sunderland, West Ham, West Brom, or Wolves? Yeah. All of them, Jim. Put them all down. The only clubs who have avoided <laughs> relegation after being bottom on Christmas Day. I've gone. I've gone with my gut. Okay, <gasps> next one. That's Quick one. When he does that, Hugo Lloris was born on Christmas Day. True or false? Ooh. No one was born on Christmas Day within Jesus. <laughs> oh, facts, bro. Said I was Christ. Well, one sec. I've got to plug my laptop in. <clears throat> Oh, I just seen the penalty Charles give away it to Everton. Give away. Yeah, Mendy just Fucking Mendy bars him. <laughs> Mendy, Mendy just fucking. Oh, be cunt. Class, good effort. Chelsea aren't on a good run, are they? What have, Why are they what showing Mendy conceding goals? Fuck this. I know. Just My see, hero. Who did Chelsea play before? Wolverhampton. Who did Chelsea play midweek? Wolverhampton. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you lost, didn't you? Yes, we took an L, man. Did you actually lose? We took an L, man. Last minute. minute. Now fucking Judas turned on the afterburners. Neto, worst hands bomb shot. We beat beat somebody. Can't remember who. All right, anyway. Last question of this round before answers. Yes. Which club did Roque Santa Cruz play the most games for? Blackburn, Bayern Munich or Malaga? Or City. Oh, Man City. Yeah. It's not them, though, because I didn't want <laughs> No, Jim, you go Man City. Otherwise, you're not a true fan. All right. I'm not a true fan. I'm a fake fan. Otherwise, you're not allowed in the Colin Bell suite. And I am. I'm not allowed in the Bell End. Roque, uh, Santa Cruz scored the first... I think United went 14 games without conceding and Santa Cruz broke it at Old Trafford. Merry Christmas, the, oh, there we go. the perfect present from Rocket is Santa Cruz. From Santa. Okay, so that round is completed. How did you do at home? We're about to find out how Jim and Cook did. So, first question. Do you think you know the answer, either of you? Shout it out. Uh, yeah. I, went, I don't think I've got it right, but go on, Jim. 1914. Cook? 1917-F. It's 1914. It's the first year. I told you, Cookie's not on the film. I've seen the no, film. I thought that was a clip. Yeah, yeah, but I've not seen the film. That's a mind fuck. That would have been a class bit of the film, wouldn't it? Like all bombs <laughs> going everywhere, and then there's just a bit where they're playing five a side. It is yeah. a well horrible bit where his hand goes in a dead body, and he's cut the hand on a piece of barbed wire, so burr infections. Then you just yeah. see him with new prem ball. He go can't go in. Bit. He can't go in that then. Right, second question. <laughs> Shit, he's got goalie night. gloves for Christmas. <laughs> Boxing Day 1963 how many goals were scored 66 I said no I've gone 49 oh it's 66 the Roman yes 1966 <laughs> oh that's why he's gone for it <laughs> <laughs> that is literally the reason I went for it I didn't have the a Ron fucking Monique. Scooby interesting what so are you who are the only club to avoid relegation after being bottom on Christmas Day Cook Wolves Jim Sutherland West Brom. Oh, bastard baggies. Always the greatest. I remember Kieran Richardson being lifted up on the final day. No, Jonathan oh, Green. Oh, no, I do. Zoltan Gera. Yeah, but I just remember Sunderland I think, I think Brian escaping somehow every year. Oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was Sunderland when I saw it because I swear Sam Allardyce got him out like really late on. Did he beat Everton or somebody? Beat us. I went. Newcastle, Newcastle got relegated, didn't they? 
Well, because we scored a screamer. Yeah, yeah I remember, remember that. Free scored, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Got jipped uh, on the wings, guys. Laurie was born on Christmas Day, true or false? False. false. Yeah, he was born on Boxing Day. Told you, no one other than Jesus born on Christmas Day. That's, that's, that's a good lesson. My logic for that is, I just thought Kyle would have said it at one point or another. Chris Camaro was born on Christmas Day. That's why it's called Chris. The middle name is Smith. Right, last question. Who did Rocky Santa Cruz play the most games for? Jim? Uh, Malaga. Oh, I went Rovers. No, it's Bayern Munich. <laughs> no, did we draw? Yeah, 155 we league games he played for them. Well, Bayern Munich? Yeah. Fucking or hell. FIFA, surely. Not in real life. <laughs> yeah. Must have been slim pickings <laughs> up top at that point in the Bundesliga. Yeah, I think they had, was it Pizarro, Mackay, Santa Cruz? No. Oh, still well, killing it in the Bundesliga, Pizarro. Just chilling. That's still going. So there we go. What are you both on? Scores on the doors first round. 2-2, two, yeah. Two, 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 yeah. How are you doing at home? Uh, Desmond, between me and Cook. So, <gasps> next lot of questions. This is a year in review. Five questions again. Not, not necessarily a year in review, but a few questions to get your brain ticking. See if you can remember. Okay. So, number six, or number one of this round, whichever way you're doing it. Mm. Liverpool were Premier League champions in 2020. Don't know if you know that. But when did they last win the league? <laughs> 2020 this year? No, before that. Oh, right. Oh. Cheeky, trick question. I like it. Well, do we have to get the exact year? Yeah. That's annoying. What? Okay. Right. What year is it? 2020. There was a big fuss made out of it, a certain number of years. Or, yeah, yeah, but I can't know. remember still. All right. I'm going for a guess. It's before we were all born. Let's, let's put it, I'll give you that clue. Mm. So... Next one. Which clubs played the first ever Premier League match to be shown live on the BBC? What was the game? You got a point per club? Yes. Project Restart. Oh, right. Well, ask that again, sorry. So, oh. Which clubs played the first ever Premier League match to be shown live on the BBC? Oh, that was this year, wasn't it? It was a Project Restart game, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I won a I've point it. for each. I've got it. I've got it, motherfuckers. I can only, I can only remember one of them. I'll put I've it that got way. both. One for each. Uh, I've just had a guess. I think I know one of them. Okay. I've got so you can hold these nuts. Oh, fuck. In December, which was the first Premier League stadium to welcome fans back for a league game? <sighs> Who was the first? Which game had, had fans in? Which one? What, do you want the club or the, the stadium? I want the, the ground, yeah, not the team. Okay. Just go into my mind, Palace. See, look, you gotta you gotta rattle that brain. Rattle in the cage, man. Mm. Next but question. Not for, a con- not for a concussion, bro. No, definitely not. We'd be using a sub in that case. Make a sub. Next question. Okay. In November 2020, Alan Pardew was appointed technical director of which club? Oh fuck, I saw this as well. Same. How well do you remember it? The football year in review. Some key moments. I can't. Thing is, I keep an eye on that silver fox as well. Keep an yeah. eye on what he's up to. Little dancing boy. Mm. Oh, I don't know this one, me. Um, just have a guess. Did you say I what? what, what I just had a guess. No, he didn't say the league. You didn't say. No, 
I can't give you clues either because there might be people at home who've, who, you know, know. That, that's all right. So, <laughs> you know, you know. They all want to beat you. Um, right, so it's like beating the chaser, Jim. It We're is. the chasers in this case. So the last question of the annual Cookie Pod Christmas quiz is a very key moment in 2020. What was the first game of Project Restart and what was the score? Oh. I might know the second one. Key moment in 2020 for Premier League football. Getting it back how's, up from- how's the points being distributed for this one? Uh, point for each. Okay. Wait, Wait, you need the score and the teams? I need the two teams and the score, yeah. So you get three points. But if you give me, you get a point for each team, then a point for the scoreline. So it's okay. the maximum I've of three guessed. points. The big finish, Jim. Oh, when did it, re- well, what day was it when it restarted? Was it a Wednesday? Uh, yeah, it was. It was a mid Was it? Yeah. Oh, I feel like I've got the game that's afterwards. There were two games. There were. There were two games on the first night. I've got the second one, Anna. I've got. No, no, Jim. We'll find out. I mate. have. No, stand wait, because I've got the no. second one. No, we're going to mark it now because the people at home are waiting to sit. They know. Wait, let's just do one more. So I know, because I think I know it. Scrubber. All right, I've had a, go on. I'm ready. I'm ready, sir. Wait, so we'll mark him. First question. When did Liverpool last win the league before this, you know, 2020? Right, so it, it was 30 something years ago. So I've just guessed 84. I cool. said 1979. Oh, fucking hell no it was 30 years 1990 Sandy won it oh, 30 years exactly Cook you said so you good. knew it who were the two clubs to play the first Premier League match shown on the BBC I believe it was Fulham Everton oh. no no yes I've gone Leicester Palace as a guess sure you've got one team in there it was Bournemouth Crystal Palace so Jim gets the point oh, oh you scrubbers Palace, Palace. <laughs> I got Palace and I thought, shit, I can't remember who the other team was. It was Bournemouth because they got relegated. So I forgot they existed. Sorry, Eddie Howe. Anyway, next question. In December, which was the first Premier League stadium to welcome fans back? This was a guess for me. I said St. Mary's. I've gone Craven Cottage. No. No. It was actually said on the podcast. um, It was a London stadium, West Ham versus United, the first game. To have uh, fans in, 2,000 fans. Uh, I think in the Emirates, but they they had fans in midweek in European game, didn't they? No, it was. It was the London Stadium. So there we go. Alan Pardew appointed technical director of which club in November? On Mars, I've gone Siversport. (laughs) Cool. Can't remember. Uh, I went FC Utrecht. No, he did have a go at uh, Ado Den Haag, so yeah. Um, but no, it was CSKA Sofia in Bulgaria. Very nice. <laughs> you should try that sunny. You should try that sunny beach strip, shouldn't you, Jim? We have. We did say that it was cheap in Bulgaria on the pod, though. When he went, I remember. Now. Oh shit! Maybe uh, Neymar will still be on the strip with his suitcase. <laughs> so <laughs> probably all all these have probably been covered and mentioned on the pod. All these things. Um, so the last one for three points, it could be a winner for one of you if you get this bang on and for you at home as well. What's Jim on here? Jim's on what was the, one. What's one, Neil? It's a tight affair. Right, I, <clears throat> I know the second game. The second game, that? City beat Arsenal 3 now. You did? Because I had a go around first goal score. But I've gone 
For Burnley nil, Sheffield United nil. Cook. I've gone to Sheffield Close United, that, Burnley 2-0. To Sheffield? 2 uh, No, no, not Sheffield, Burnley. No. It was Villa Sheffield. You've got Claret, but it wasn't uh, Burnley. It was oh. when they switched off. And he went over the line at Villa. So it's 0-0? It was 0-0. So you get a point that. Two points each. Villa Sheffield, 0-0. Oh. Good mems. Good yeah, mems. Oh. Uh, Jim's me. The, the Hawkeye wasn't turned on. Allegedly. So, what are the scores on the doors, Jim? Um, overall? Yeah, 5-4, Jim. Oh, fine. Cook's done the counting for you there. Cook already knew. He just didn't want to talk about it. He fucking told no. me anyway. He's there we go. How did you do off. at home? Did you do better than five or four? It was out of ten. Surely um, not. Surely didn't do better than five. It was a, it was a kind of difficult quiz, to be fair. Uh, difficult. Surely didn't do better than four. Easy at the same time. But anyway, we will move on to better the week. Welcome back, listeners, and no Christmas. Your pockets, those deep pockets of yours that we've filled, they become thin when you're paying for porn star martinis for your bird. You go in the pub, Boxing Day's coming up, but we've got a 22.5 to 1 bet here that'll get you some money, money, money. So, first up, we've got Leicester Man United, both teams to score. Man City to win to nil at home to Newcastle. Chelsea to win away at Arsenal. Southampton to win away at Fulham, and Aston Villa to win at home wow. to Crystal Palace. Five so gold rings. Five. <laughs> five, baby. Five gold wins, baby. <laughs> we've also we've also done a bit of a Christmas special. We've got our balls out on a 272. Our balls out. Yes, we have. Sorry, <laughs> what did I say? I'm drunk. Balls. I'm sorry. What did I say? Um so we've got a first goal scorer treble for all our selected teams. So, Jim, who have you gone for? Kevin De Bruyne. Stan. Uh, Miguel Bruno Fernandez. And I've gone for Captain America himself, Christian Pulisic. So, like I said, for the all three those wise players men. to score, the three wise <laughs> men. Wow. wow. This, this wasn't even predetermined. I like this. We're riffing, we're vibing. So, Kevin De Bruyne scored the first goal in the Manchester City Newcastle United game. Christian Pulisic to score away at Arsenal for Chelsea, first goal. And Miguel Bruno Fernandes to score the first goal away at Leicester. United will probably get a penny, so you might as well cash out on that one already. There you go. There you go. Smart. Stan, if anyone's got any sense, and Jim, Jim, you can do it. It's Christmas as well. You can get involved. What can they do? Go on, Jim. I'll let you do it. Pick up your hacker. Wow. There you go. A new voice. Your Christmas present to Jim. So this Christmas episode is just winding down. We hope we gave you everything you wanted and more, but we're just going to riff a bit of general Christmas chat, sort of what's what's getting drunk, what's acceptable. Is mulled wine on the menu? What meats have you got on there? Have you got gravy? What veg is on there? Because there's some questionable ones, but we'll start off. Sprouts, lads, yes or no? Yeah, no, I don't mind. I don't don't mind the sprout, but I think I think they get a bit hated on. To be honest, they're fine. They do they're fine. They're not as good as sprouts. I like it's not as bad as cabbage and things like that. Not that bad. Not bad. I love all the veg. Me, I don't rate parsnips. So they're a bit odd. What do you think about parsnips? Oh, roasted parsnips and roasted carrots. So oh, best bit on the plate, mate. 
don't Superb, know. then, lad. Honestly, honey glazing top. as well. You'll call me a Tory, but honey glazing. Yeah, no, no, agree. Honey, honey glazed carrots, carrots and parsnips. Uh, it's defo. Know what's on? It's defo up there. It might be the best thing on the plate at Christmas. You got paid well on Cook's estate this year. Honey glazed parsnips. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, what do you think? Millionaires roll. They call it. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think about roasties and mash? A lot of people have that. Do you think it's one or the other? Is it both? Is it overkill? Nah, just keep them away from each other like your mum and dad at a school play when they've been divorced. Just put them on opposite <laughs> sides of the room. <laughs> opposite sides of the plate. <laughs> mum, you go bottom right. Dad, you go bottom left. <laughs> that was the case at my primary school productions. As long as... Long... <laughs> He's getting deep. He's getting deep. I know, this is my therapy session. This is my therapy session. I'm opening on the I've had a couple of beers and spilling the beans. And what, what me? What... No, Sorry, for me, for me though, though, you can just leave the mash. Oh, oh, God, I love mash. I love mash. I do like, I do like it, but... A sweet and carrot mash, something like that, that's quite nice, you know what I mean? What, what, about mash, what about mushy carrots, though? Well, yeah, like, yeah, people make like carrot mash and swede mash and all that, don't they? I don't mind any of that. That's fine. I'd rather that than normal mash. If I got roasties, different. Or like a sweet potato mm. mash, something different, maybe. Hips we're, we're having, this year, meat-wise, uh, we're having turkey and we're having gammon. But I know people like really? beef, but beef is a bit too oh. tough for me. Plus, I'm not yeah. that arsed about it. Yeah, I do like roast gammon. beef. I love gammon. Gammon is nice. But... Yeah, but Stan, what are you drinking? What's, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, tell me what you're eating, but what are you drinking at Christmas? What Soft drinks or alcoholic drinks? No, alcoholic. Why do you have only at Christmas? Got to be some Bucks Fizz to start the day, you know what I mean? Bit of Agreed, agreed. Yeah, you know what I mean? You can't be daft with that. And then obviously, Cook's got some here. Um, the nightcap has got to be Bailey's. Any type of Baileys, I know Jim's... No, you can tell them, Jim, you've branched out a little bit with the Baileys. Come on. Yeah, I've got a chocolate one, gold bottle cookie. You've had that one? No, bro, but I'll be coming round yours oh. for a bit. Taste, t- it's like drinking a cellar. Lad, I'll be on Baileys or chocolates later. This 100%. this isn't even an advert either, but by the way, Baileys, but you know, if you want to get in touch, we will. Yeah, if, if you want to give us some free shit, Baileys, yeah. you, can, you can send it to Stan's house. Okay. We're on the same off. page. We are, we are, but we'll top it off. In fact, no, two things. What's the best tin of, you know, chocolate you can get out of the Hero Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, wait, I'm trying to think what beers I've got in. I've Ooh, got downstairs, I've got some Estrella, some Moretti, and some Sangria. We're a Sangria house oh. in the Kelly household. Jim knows oh, European. it. Stan that is very knows European. it. It's very you European. both know I, I do like Sangria. Very good. I'm more of a spirit man come Christmas. Oh, don't get me wrong. The gin will be opened as well, Jim. The gin will be getting opened. Go on, Sam, what was you thinking? It is, there is. But only drink if you're 18, yeah? Yeah, drink responsibly. Um, nah, just do what you want, it's Christmas. You or if right. you need going in off-license, just ask a slightly older gentleman or woman. <laughs> Cook straight, what's the best tin of chocolates? Come on, I need to know. <sighs> oh, you put me on the spot now. Why, uh, why is it Heroes? That's what me and Jim are going to say. Heroes? Ooh. Yeah. They're all good, all good. Go on, name me a few heroes because I was going to say Quality Street. Crunchy, dairy milk, caramel, normal dairy milk, uh, cream egg. Full Tom Moore, he's a hero. They are good. They are, all right, all right. They are good, but I am going to go with, I'm still going to go with the uh, Quality Streets. Just Quality Street, you're a classic boy. I am. Quality as you remember, I did, I did bring a, a tub to the barn what's when your, we went what's there. What's your favourite? Are, you are you the purple one? Are you a green triangle kind of guy? Oh lad, I love a green triangle, me. But yeah. you know what? But you know what I do. But you know what I do like as well. It's a bit left field. I like right. the uh, the orange like hexagon ones. You know that I like. Oh, the orange crunchy. crunch. 
yeah, quite yeah. like them and all. So no, I, I, I always thought for years the Perth one I had nuts in it, so I never rest them. And then oh, no more chocolate in it. Yeah, it's like a little brownie. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, lad. Been deprived of that for a few years. <laughs> Fucking hell. There we go. That's our up, Christmas not, day then. Chocolate, lots of food. Alcohol. All right, quick, quick, quick films. Quick. Oh, yeah. Favorite Christmas oh. film. I like we'll that Santa around. Claus. Like the, I like all of them, me, Jim. I like Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Buzz Lightyear. Classic. Boy. Classic. Um, that's probably my favorite. I like nice. Elf and, uh, you know, The Grinch and all of them as well. Uh, Cook. Oh, well. Obviously, Home Alone's the classic. I love Home Alone one, but I would say the OG one for me is Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh, the original or the remake? The original, the original. Oh, wow, the original, bro. I was brought up, not dragged up. (laughs) 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 But no, those films are classic, and then everyone loves Elf as well. So, big shout out to that film. Love that film. I like watching just like random old films. Like, I think watched Oliver Swiss last year, but I mean, I got a shout out to Polar Express. What a great film, oh, yeah. Polar Express is. It's a wonderful oh. life. Have you watched that? Um, yeah, I think I've actually had a Scrooge. Um, yeah, all them Christmas carols. I don't mind a black Christmas and white one come Christmas. Don't mind a black and white one come Christmas. Yeah, there's some good films around Christmas. Uh, black and white one, big head. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there what? we go. That is, that is our Christmas up. day. That's yeah, our that's Christmas day. I know. And, uh, and this was your Christmas day present, wasn't it, Stan? This was their Christmas day present. Definitely. From us to them. This will be. It's been a tough year, tough year for a lot of people. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of Southerners in Tier Four. So, if you're listening to us down there, we hope you keep your company on Christmas Day. Very lonely time for you, man, down there. And uh, unlucky. We're sorry. Yeah, we hope we hope that we provided a few laughs along the way, don't we, Cook? Throughout this year, difficult year. Yeah, yeah. It's been a bit of a goof, bit of a bit of a gaff, but at the same time, it's we're just we're just hoping that the pod will keep you going. We're enjoying doing it. Yeah. episode 90 when we next come round to doing one we're not going to do one for a little while just over the festive period everyone's just going to enjoy themselves and get fat top, as fuck top of the shop 90 for any bingo players that are watching or listening. total there 90 you there you go but if you do miss me Stan and Jim just get on our Insta at Cookie Podcast one Twitter handle is the same on YouTube, that's the way the cookie crumbles. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know what to do. Subscribe and hit that bell notification for every time we post new content on our YouTube page. So a very Merry Christmas from me. A merry, a very Merry Christmas from Stan. Definitely. A Have a good very one. Merry Cheers Christmas you. from James from me. Please, Navidad, one and all.